you are invited to pause and take a closer look at a Bible passage. Perhaps you need a word of encouragement today or some wisdom and instruction. Through God's Word, our focus turns to the Lord and our hearts open up to His guidance and direction. This podcast is part of the global outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Welcome to Walk with God. Hey friends, over the next few weeks, Walt and I want to share several devotionals with you from John's Gospel as we prepare our hearts for Easter. This is such a meaningful time for believers as we remember the sacrifice of Jesus, what he did to pay the penalty for my sin and for your sin. We are thankful that he is our Redeemer. Well, you know, many have experienced the loss of a close friend or a loved one. Our hearts are filled with sorrow and deep grief, and sometimes we even wonder about God's timing of taking that close friend away from us. It's so difficult to say goodbye, even when we have the assurance that we will see that loved one again in heaven and have the opportunity to spend all of eternity with them. But it's that whole idea of they aren't here on earth with us any longer. Those conversations are gone, the time spent together. Well, today we want to turn to John's Gospel, chapter 11. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mar- Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with anointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. But when Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of Man may be glorified by it. We see from these first four verses in John 11 that these are three very close friends to Jesus, a brother and his two sisters. Walt and I talked about the fact we we don't know which sister was older. I kind of think Martha was. Oh, Martha was. She's the firstborn. <laughs> the firstborn. Very uh, regimented. Uh, yes, She's yes. going to make sure okay. that the meal well, that's is ready. Enough, that's enough of that family <laughs> discussion. But, but then was Lazarus the older brother, um, and he was the owner of the home? We don't know, but we do know Jesus. Jesus visited them often in their home. And Bethany, actually, you know, when we stand on the Mount of Olives and we look, we're in Jerusalem, we're looking over toward the west, toward the Temple Mount, back behind down the other side toward the east, um, the other side of the Mount of Olives is where this village of Bethany is located. And these verses tell us Lazarus is sick. And it's interesting to me that these two sisters, they know Jesus has a close friendship, a close relationship with Lazarus. Lazarus is not one of Joseph's of Jesus' disciples, but yet is a very close friend. He comes into his home and eats and comes and stays there when he's in Jerusalem often. 
Well, Jesus and his disciples are down in the river um, Jordan in that valley past beyond Jericho, and they are down there specifically to stay away from the religious rulers up in Jerusalem who are seeking to kill Jesus, and they have gone down there. And so he hears that Lazarus is sick. Well, there is a specific purpose for Lazarus' sickness, and that's what we want to share in our lesson today. Yeah, the the purpose for Lazarus' sickness is the glory of God. Um, These first verses give us that setting for today's story, but look more closely at verse 4. This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Uh, Lazarus is sick, but his sickness is not going to end in physical death right now. Um, but this is for the glory of God, and, and that Hebrew word for glory, kavod, um, that word is used throughout the Old Testament. And uh, even if you were with us on Haggai, we talked about that the temple they were building would be more glorious than Solomon's because the Son of God, God incarnate, would be there so that the Son may be glorified by it. There's something that's about to happen that will bring glory to God and glory to the Son of God. That's the specific purpose for Lazarus' sickness, that the Son of God may be glorified. However, in the midst of that, there will be deep pain and sorrow and grief for those who love Lazarus, including Jesus. I love uh, this verse out of Psalm 79.9 about the glory of God. Oh, help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name, and deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. And that verse is so beautiful because it talks about the God of our salvation and points to the glory of the Lord's name, that that there is glory there. And that deliverance, that forgiving of our sins, that you'll deliver us. Why? For his name's sake, it's ultimately that brings glory to him. There's something about our salvation. He is the God of our salvation. Well, as we said in those early verses, that those two sisters sent word down to Jesus But he delayed. Let's look at verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Verse 6, so when he heard that he was sick, he then stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. Well, we know that Jesus loved these three siblings. He that sisters specifically sent a message. And then the interesting thing is, Jesus, I mean, the text clearly tells us, right? He stayed two days longer. Yeah, that that doesn't seem very loving, Brenda. But in this case, there is something important going to be happening. Yeah, and it takes me back to when your brother Jim was, was so sick with cancer. And we made several trips back to Pennsylvania at different times. Why? Because we wanted to go and, and see him. We wanted to be beside that. You know, we had a couple family gatherings. I think of two years ago when uh, we flew to West Virginia to be at the bedside of Nancy Hill as she was um, at the end of her life. And so that it does, doesn't make sense that Jesus stayed. And then the thing, if we drop down then here to verse 14, Jesus, as, as he says, let's go to Judea. 
And then as they're on their way, Jesus then said to his disciples plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. And so this in some way seems very confusing, but what we need to know is there was a reason for Jesus to delay those two days because he now had that journey. He had that long walk from the Jordan River Valley all the way up to Jerusalem, and there was a reason why he would delay yeah, and even as we talk about that reason for delay, the, the the purpose is that they might believe Jesus is about to perform a miracle that will capture the attention of many. So, some will believe, and that's what the, he desires, that all would believe. But there's others who will seek to kill him, and we'll see that coming up in our story. So Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. He hadn't swooned, it wasn't a temporary thing, he'd been dead for four days. This is verse um, 17 and 18. Now Bethany is near Jerusalem, about two miles off. I, I've had the joy of going to Bethany about four times, and, um, and even visiting Lazarus' tomb, a place that's been venerated for almost 2,000 years. Well, continuing on, Mary said to Jesus, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. Is that accusatory? I I don't know. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, oh, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And now these key verses, here in verses 25 through 27, Jesus said to her, I and the resurrection, and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, Yes, Lord, I I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. Jesus is telling them right here. He's telling them if you believe, you don't have to die eternally. We talked about when we saw my brother Jim and, and our friend Nancy Hill. Um, they they didn't die eternally. They their physical um, death occurred. Um, they left their body and their soul is is waiting for a resurrection body. But they're with the Lord, as as Paul tells in Corinthians, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And these words comfort us at times when we have deep sorrow. Yeah, and well, when you mentioned there in 21, you know, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. You know, and it's like you said, you know, are those kind of accusatory words. But, you know, I I sort of read into them as a woman who is grieving. She's, and she, she, she also loves Jesus. She knows that Jesus had this close friendship with her brother. And, and so it's almost in believing, Lord, I know that if you would have been here, my brother would, he would still be here. But instead, we've, we've had to put him in the tomb over there. Yeah. And I mean, see that there's got to be confusion for these two sisters. There's, there's got to be such deep heartache. And they, they know Jesus can do miracles. They, they've already seen many of them in John's gospel. But in this case, he's going to do an even greater miracle than coming up to Bethany quickly and um, healing Lazarus. He's going to give him ultimate healing. And you get the idea that 
you know, they sent word down to where the place where Jesus was. And, you know, you can imagine they were watching the path, you know, they, they expected to see him. And as each day went by, and he didn't come, Lord, if you would have been here, and Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life, he who believes in me will live even if he dies. And she says, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God. Well, then Mary comes out. Martha goes back into the house and tells Mary that Jesus has arrived. And Mary came where Jesus was. She saw him and fell at his feet. That is that is so Mary. That just really touches my heart. Yeah. That who's, is who Mary is. We've seen her earlier in the gospel. She is at the feet of Jesus. She is listening to him teach. She's at his feet anointing. She says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Just what her sister told him earlier. These sisters knew that Jesus cared for their brother. And when Jesus saw her weeping, the Jews came with her, also weeping. And Jesus, Jesus was deeply moved in spirit, and he was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said, Lord, come and see. And that verse 35, Jesus wept. And the Jews said, see how he loved him. I, I love this, even the, the people are weeping, but then Jesus is weeping. Jesus' heart is hurting because he sees them hurting, and he knows the purpose. The purpose is for the glory of God that many might believe. But at the same time, there's deep emotion here. Don't ever try to gloss over that. Oh, they'll see him in heaven. No, there's heartache now. Well, continuing on, as we go in this story, in John 1140, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? This story links the glory of God and belief in Jesus. That's the big idea of this whole story. Well, the plot thickens and the stage continues to be set for the death of Jesus. The Jewish religious leaders continue to oppose and they seek to destroy him. Um, continuing on in, in verses 48 through 50, if we let him go on like this, Jesus... All men will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you take in, into account that which is expedient for you, that one man die for the people, and that the whole nation not perish. Um, prophetically speaking, one man was going to die for all who believe. Um, Jesus has performed a miracle that captured the attention of many, and, and some chose to believe, and others chose to conspire to kill him. Um, I, I love this, the words from this song, When Death Was Arrested. I'm, I'm just going to quote some of them. You can go and, and listen to it on YouTube, but it says this, Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin, lost without hope with no place to begin, your love made a way to let mercy Come in, when death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace, it's so free. It washes over me. You have made me new. Now, life begins with you. 
And I, I love those words, just talking about death being arrested. And that's what Jesus did with Lazarus. He arrested his earthly death. He, he brought him back in resurrection. And then he is the, the God that will someday resurrect all who believe in him. You know, I love that statement you made. Um, well, Jesus performed a miracle that day when he called Lazarus come forth. And we didn't even touch on that part of the story, but it captured the attention of many. And in those words that you said, yes, there are many who saw and heard about this miracle. And some chose to believe, to believe who Jesus was. And others chose in their hearts, we must kill this man. Yeah, and and what they decided is, if you read all the gospel accounts, they decided we must kill Jesus and we must kill Lazarus. Hmm. We need to get rid of both of them. His testimony is too powerful. People are coming to faith. We've got to get rid of this guy. And, and, And even in the midst of all that that turmoil, there's a purpose. God is on his throne, and he is controlling the circumstances to bring glory to himself. And that's what Jesus wants. He wants the glory to God, and he wants people to believe on him, and in that way, have everlasting life. And as we think about head to heart today, I know just that thought of, of what do we do with our grief and our sorrow when we lose a loved one. Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus that their brother was sick, but Lazarus died before Jesus arrived. In fact, we know that Jesus delayed on purpose, is what we've discussed today. And so I ask, what what do I do? What do you do with your disappointment? Uh, they they thought for sure Jesus would show up as quickly as he was able, and he didn't come, and he didn't come, and he didn't come. And then where do I turn? Where do you turn in your sorrow and grief when you're faced with hard things today and what your life is unfolding and where you're at? Hopefully you turn to God in prayer, which is which is great, but remember, God answers prayers in a number of ways. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no, but the hardest one for me is when he says wait. You need to wait and watch and pray. You need to wait. Because I, I, want, I want to know what he's going to do, but God doesn't have to tell me what he's going to do. And a lot of times that wait answer, it seems like God is quiet, that he's silent. And a second head to heart Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And I want to ask us the question, how can you live today with boldness and confidence, even when you're facing disease, maybe it's chaos and war, maybe it's brokenness that's all around us. I mean, these these months, these past years, few years have been so difficult. How can we live with a boldness and confidence? I am the resurrection in life. If we believe in Jesus, we have that kind of confidence. This story today links the glory of God with belief in Jesus unto everlasting life. This is good news for each of us. For sure. Well, until our next time together, dwell on these truths and continue 
to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.